0: The Decameron, A Year of Otherworldly Tales, Episode 7, Planting Seeds. they were all conversing by text because Jack didn't like being left speechless. There was definitely more to Mara Darkmage than met the eye. In fact, meeting her eye in real life was apparently not recommended. Adelaine, or Isabel, as she had introduced herself in the private chat, seemed less phased, though whether it was basic Celtic hard-headedness or ignorance, Jack wasn't sure. "'So she's a witch of some kind,' she wrote. "'So is my stepmother. "'She claims to be an enchantress from the line of Apha, "'King Lear's second wife who turned his children into swans "'and cursed them for a thousand years. "'Apha was meant to have had a daughter of her own when she married Lear, "'who took on her mother's spirit when she was changed into a demon of the air "'for her vile ensorceling of her stepchildren.' This goes some way to explain why my stepmum Lilith is such an insufferable blowhard, but mainly I think it gives her an excuse to swan about in insufficiencies of crimson satin and black lace. She's much, much younger than my father, but it's still mm, mutton dressed as glam, if you see what I mean. Isabel's description of her stepmother was interrupted by a flurry of what means requests from Lucas, who was loving the richness of this little exchange. Blowhard was an excellent word. And sorceling was also good. It swirled about in the mouth like distilled mist. Lucas thought that Isabel's family sounded more than a little mad. Her stepmother was probably a fading tassel of the Celtic fringe, but did she know she was named? or had named herself for a Jewish demon, he wondered? He found it mind-boggling the way Westerners threw names on like t-shirts. They wore them like casual slogans, without looking into the stories behind and inside them. His name, he knew, had something, no, had everything to do with light. He imagined Lilith according to his own cultural stereotypes. In his mind, she looked like a fur-draped, bespangled sausage with an extravagance of lipstick. Moot was text-only and didn't have a way of handling images, but he'd find a way to send Isabel a sketch. Jack didn't have the wealth of first-hand knowledge that Lucas seemed to, but even so the alarm bells were ringing in his head like a bluebell would on a tripwire, heralding that something wicked had not only this way come, but stayed, and had probably been watching and waiting for a long, long time. Lucas had said not to use her name directly, not to say it, or in this case, spell it into the private channel. So Jack had opted for a combination of sixes for lowercase b's, and at symbols for a, and a nine for the g and only the Y left standing to represent what Lucas said Mara really was, who she was. Baba Yaga. Jack found it terrifying and thrilling. He hadn't exactly signed up for this, but, although he couldn't say why, he wasn't about to leave either. We're telling stories with and to Baba Yaga? Bloody Baba Yaga? Why is she here? What does she want? And at the end of her opening story, she sent you to hell, Lucas, through your own choice, I might add. No, said Lucas, she sent my namesake to hell. Or actually, she sent his death to hell. So does that mean you or your character are immortal now, Isabel asked? I can't believe that she started things off by being so nice if she is who you say she is. No such luck, Lucas replied. If anyone else finds Yvonne's death before he does, before I do, they will control his end and everything he does up until they snap the needle and kill him. So I have to go with the Yvonne of the story on a trip to hell. Aren't you afraid? asked Jack. Yes, but as we say, it could be worse, Lucas wrote. And it's not like I haven't been there before, he thought silently, fighting through waves of recent memory. He focused again, and she did leave us a gift of sorts. What? Isabel asked. All the other boxes the merchant sent home for safekeeping that were taken away to pay his debts. She didn't define what they held, only that the merchant's creditors also couldn't open them. "'I kept the other two that were with the one I chose for now, "'but the rest are just out there in the story world.' "'Aren't they gone?' Isabel asked. "'No!' Jack cried. "'For the first time since Lucas revealed his suspicions of Mara's true identity, "'Jack felt like he was on solid ground again. "'As we saw, Moot is a potentially rich environment, even though it's text.' Just because there aren't stunning real-time graphics and effects doesn't mean that this world isn't full of stuff. Like reading between the lines in a story, you have to look to find what's there. Well played, by the way, man. I'd forgotten that feature. Lucas sent a bracketed bow followed by a grin. So all over this world there are boxes we can seek out, find, open, and use if we can figure out how. We have to remember to ask, though. So whenever it's your turn to tell, start by surveying the story environment. Find out what's around you. On a real journey, it's the first thing you would do before you set out each day. That's kind of cool, Isabel agreed. Like Pandora's boxes everywhere. But when Pandora's box was opened and all the devastation was unleashed throughout the ages, a little bit of hope was found. Yes, and we as the storytellers can control the contents of any boxes we find and can open first, Lucas agreed. Jack starts to hum, it's starting to look a lot like Christmas, Jack wrote. Lucas and Isabel laughed. But remember, Mara now knows to query the game as well, and she may find a similar advantage, so don't get too smug, Lucas warned. We won't, Isabel assured him. Is there any advice you can give us for how to deal with her from the stories you know, I mean? Well, Lucas began, if you try to thwart her every move, that will just make her mad. Like the little ball of wool or spool of thread that rolls before the character showing where to go, keep feeding her some of the line. Don't try to rein her in from the first. That's Scottish. The spool of thread, I mean. Though sometimes it's a spindle or a little wheel, Isabel cut in excitedly. It's Russian, and you're welcome. And whiskey is vodka that has never suffered, Lucas said. Hey! I'm joking, Lucas teased. Also, she's old enough not to believe particularly in gender equality. Isabel, if she invites you as Adland to a private channel or messages you in some other way, try not to tell her your real name, but accept. In the stories, girls, she will sometimes help, though she'll try to use you and put you in your place as well. Adland rolls her eyes and sighs bitterly, Isabel wrote. But like I said, Lucas continued, she might actually help you, though possibly without meaning to. What about guys? Jack asked. You? You shall eat, for sure. But like Isabel, if she invites you to a private chat, she'll probably keep both of you separate so she can work on you one at a time. Except, why would I do that? Jack screamed in caps. Because, in the stories, if a brave young fellow stands up to her, She backs down, and there's a good chance she'll help him too. Though she might simper a bit, so try not to freak out or gag. She'll take that hard. Then later, she'll probably regret her hospitality and try to eat you. But by then you can be halfway out of the woods on a magic steed or something. Can't wait, said Jack. What about you? Me, she probably won't try to get close to. We know each other too well from the old country. To her, you're both new blood. But we need to find out why she's doing this and what she wants. If Isabel gets to know her, she can find out what she secretly reveals. If you do, Jack, you are well placed to find out what she's deliberately hiding. When you put it that way, I'm in, said Jack. I hope the Decameron brings you both in quite quickly, Lucas wrote. Mara needs to see there is something in your stories that she wants. As for me, I will strive strategically to disappoint. But I will leave an opening for a... What was the word? A diversion. They said goodbye and signed off the private channel. That evening, Lucas signed on first, or so he hoped, and had a look around. Moot responded, "'You are on an ancient road bordered by old woods. Someone appears to be hiding amongst the trees to your left.' "'Good evening, Lady Darkmage. Mage. Yvonne bows graciously and bids you come forward as he looks for the rest of our party,' Lucas wrote, scanning for his companions, a little nervous in spite of himself. He didn't really want to talk to her alone just yet.' Moot replied simply. Jack and Adeland, hurry to your position. It begins. The party exchanged greetings and waited for Lucas to continue the story. He was the three of diamonds tonight. A better than average chance that he would lose something. Face, probably. Respect before the witch. But if the next card told true, it would be worth it because he'd have more time to prepare querying the game gave lucas an idea though because his next move would be public he wanted to wait until they were all present he asked the game if there was anything else inside the open box besides the needle the needle is in hell moot replied unhelpfully Yvonne looked to see if there was anything else in the box he turned it upside down and shook it lucas wrote a small bag falls out the game returned the bag is full but light. It appears to be full of seeds, though their monetary worth and nutritional value appear questionable. Yes! Lucas fist-pumped the air, overjoyed. He was so pleased he almost dropped his phone as he frantically typed, Our young hero picked up the bag and opened it, examining the seeds. He threw handfuls to the left and right of his path, and immediately trees of every kind narrowed his path and made the forest darker and more dense. Dense is right. That was a bit foolish, Pilot, Mara mused. Undeterred, Ivan watched in wonder as several of the fast-growing trees flowered and bore fruit. Ivan picked some and put the provisions in his sack for the journey at the base of one especially fruitful tree Ivan saw a beautiful cat the colour of smoke before the moon walking around in circles telling stories Ivan sat down cross legged before the tree careful not to block the cat's path please beautiful and wise one Ivan pleaded gently I must go on a journey to recover my death. Can you tell me the way to hell? Lucas pressed the hot key. The Decameron shuffled. Please, 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 anyone but the witch. A diversion, a diversion. Nine of clubs. Isabel was next with a strong card. Lucas breathed deeply in relief and hoped she was up for the challenge. Adland purrs, I have just the tail, a cat's tail. Sit down and pick something to eat if you want, Isabel invited, hoping afterward that this wasn't against the rules. Lucas popped a grin followed by yum yum into the private channel to let her know this bit of hospitable improv was fine. Everyone sat down around the tree facing the circling, storytelling feline. Cats have been telling two legs to go to hell for thousands of years, sniffed the enchanting beast disdainfully. Listen, if you can. The Decameron, A Year of Otherworldly Tales, is an original work by Shauna Kozar, all rights reserved. Shauna gratefully acknowledges that she lives and works in a beautiful, storied place, the ancestral lands of the Snamuk First Nation, and that she crafts her tales thanks to the support of the Canada Council.